Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the Hollywood Life cast where we bring you the best exclusive celebrity news, the juicy celebrity interviews, insider secrets about all of your favorite stars and now your host former editor-in-chief of cosmo glamour and us weekly the president and editor-in-chief of hollywoodlife.com bonnie fuller hi there we are back at least i am back i went away on vacation last week and i have missed you guys and missed our hollywood life podcast and so I'm very happy to be back from my holiday, which was in Greece, and, um, you know, was kind of fabulous, kind of not, <laughs> but we can maybe talk about that a little more later. But right now I am here and we've got so much news to talk about, so much drama, but we also have a fabulous guest, Sophie Beam. She is so cool, so talented. She's a singer. She's Beyonce's protege. And her big song is featured in Bad Moms, which is a hit movie this season. So we're going to be talking to her. But before we get to that, I'm not alone here in my Hollywood Life podcast studio. I am here with Katrina Mitsiliotis, our fashion director. Hello. Uh, welcome back, Bonnie. And Bonnie is at Bonnie Fuller on Twitter. I am at Katrina CM if you want to follow us. Um, it's so nice to have you back. We missed you last week. Um, I'm a little saddened to hear you weren't as in love with Greece <laughs> as I am, my homeland. But I know. And you <laughs> gave me really good suggestions. We had great restaurants there. Yes. It is beautiful. I'm just not a beach person. Yeah. Well, that I could understand a lot of the focus in Greece is on the beach and water. Yes. So, and I've never ever <laughs> seen so many selfie sticks. <laughs> That's like true. I was worried that people were going to fall off stairs, fall off donkeys, like they were donkey riding with selfie sticks. It was crazy. It is. You also went during the high peak and the most popular islands. Next time, I'll get you to the islands I go to that are a little less oh, you see, popular. Right? You know, like the really cool places to go to. <laughs> well, where my family's fun, but. Um, Enough about vacation and moving on to what our faves of the week are. What are you really crushing on this week, Bonnie? Well, I can't. Like a lot of Americans, probably a lot of people around the world, I cannot help crushing on Simone Biles. I mean, how incredible has she been this Olympics? She's the gold medalist, like the top gymnast, female gymnast in the entire world. And she helped lead the Fab Five to an all-around USA gold medal for top gymnastics team. And then she's won two more golds for individual um, uh, competitions. But also, she got her dream to come true. And we have to admire somebody who can get her crush, Zac Efron, <laughs> to get on a plane, come all the way from LA to surprise her and to hug and kiss her and congratulate her. Like, 
how did she do that? She just like <laughs> let the world know that he was her crush and he came like a magnet. I guess when you're one of the most in-demand athletes, uh, they'll come out of the woodwork. No, it's funny because she deserved so, it. I know she's accomplished so much. She's literally the best gymnast of her time. I actually um, got the chance to meet her. The interview's on the site. Yes, and that's right. There's so a hollywoodlife.com cool. exclusive interview with Simone Biles on our site by Katrina Mitsiliotis. Yes, it was so cool, but it's funny because, you know, she's worked so hard at this and it's probably obviously her major accomplishment is the Olympics. But um, I'm sure she thinks meeting Zac Efron was just as <laughs> big of an accomplishment for her. You know what? It cute. was just as big an accomplishment for him. Yes. Getting true. to meet her. Very true. And he was really cute about it. Um, and I'm going to stick with you with the Olympics theme and say I'm totally crushing on Michael Phelps's amazing career, mainly because obviously we know he's one of the best swimmers in the world. There's no Oh, he could be that. the best of all yes. time. Come on. I know. He broke like one of the records set in ancient Greece. It's crazy, but um, with amounts of medals. But um, the reason is because he really made a comeback. You know, he kind of stepped away and retired. That's so right. I think, and he had some issues yeah. too, personal issues. He yeah, was in rehab. Was DUI and stuff. And I think even in the last Olympics, his performance was nothing like how it was now. And I think it just goes to show people that with determination and perseverance and dedication and lots you of can training, really, yeah, achieve, you know, reach reach your goals and reach for the gold. So I have to give it to Michael Phelps this week. Yay, Michael Phelps and Simone Biles. Yes. And then also you guys have to go to your, you know, if you're listening on iTunes, be sure to leave us a rating and a comment. We would love five stars. Um, and we love your feedback about the show. We do it for you guys. So we do. And we love getting your reviews. Now we don't have Gino with us this week. Yes. This week he's out in LA <laughs> doing uh, interviews on red carpets. So we're not going to go to our review page, but we hope when he gets back, you know, he loves to read your reviews. Yeah, so we, we hope there'll be some there. We actually had some new ones last week, Bonnie. So when Gino's back, he'll have to fill you in on them. They were fun. We had well, some really good ones. Yay. Actually, a lot of them were complaining that they missed the podcast. So we're <laughs> back and Bonnie's back. So what could be better, guys? Exactly. We'll be here with you every week, every Thursday. Yes. Okay. Well, so before we get to Sophie, let's just give you a preview of what we're going to talk about because there has been so much Jelena drama this week. Just when we thought that Justin and Selena were completely done with each other, weren't even going to like in any way communicate, be completely out of each other's lives. Kaboom. I know. It's crazy. So it all started with Justin has a new gal pal, Sophia Ritchie. She's the daughter of Lionel Ritchie and she's 17 years old. She's very pretty. And he posted a number of photos of her on his Instagram with her, of course. And he got so many mean comments from his fans, which believers come on, don't leave mean comments about his gal pals. He got so upset that he threatened to pull his Instagram down or go private. And Selena responded and told him there's no way that he should choose his new, his new girlfriend, LOL, over his fans. Anyway, it it will take it from there. That's where we're going to yes. get that's the tip of the iceberg. That's There's how it all the started. The story is so in-depth. But it brought in Haley Baldwin. It brought in Scooter Braun. It brought all kinds of back and forth between Justin and Selena and all of the, the Beliebers and the Selenators. Oh, yes. That's not all we're going to talk about this week, right? We also have to talk about the new promo for 
Rob Kardashian and Black China show. And it is explosive. Like you think there's drama on the Kardashians. Wait until you <laughs> hear about what's going down with this couple. I can hardly wait. I think that show is going to be fantastic. Yes. I mean, Black China definitely knows what makes good TV. She is ready for the show and I am here for it. Okay. And we are ready for her. Yes. Oh, and then finally, we're going to talk a little bit about Kristen Stewart giving a major diss to Robert Pattinson and their romance. This was really explosive. And I'm sure, Bonnie, you can agree. We followed the Robston love. Did we up. ever? Like, it was just the main, the sun <laughs> rose and set on Robston. So hearing her reflect back and what she had to say was really shocking. And she also opened up about her new relationship with Alicia Cargyle, which was really cool. Very cool. Um, so we'll have to get all to it. Okay, well, here we go. Okay, Justin and Selena fans, Jelena fans, you know, hang on to your seats. So let's <laughs> just dive right in to what went down. So as we said a few minutes ago, Justin Bieber has a new gal pal, Sophia Ritchie. He's been hanging out with her for it seems like about three weeks. She went with him it's to... Only, it actually feels like it's only been a week, but, but a lot longer. has happened. Has well, it no, been? it's longer because like she went with maybe. him on his trip... That was just like a few days ago. No, no, Japan. no. It was a couple of... No, no. This is pre-Japan. She went oh. with him on his trip. Where was it? Like to Australia or the Philippines or something? Where he was photographed with Sahara Ray, the model, topless. Gorgeous blonde model. She was in Hawaii. Yes. She Whoa. was also apparently on that trip. And Justin was photographed nude. Whoa. <laughs> so she was on the trip where Justin got photographed nude and, and Sahara was topless and they were doing all kinds of fashion photos. Yes. And clearly everybody thought that that Justin was going to be getting together with Sahara Ray. Yeah. But in fact, he was taken with Sophia Ritchie. And so when they got back to LA, they were photographed walking hand beach. in hand on the beach um, she was spotted leaving his home wearing his very same pair of pants um, in the morning. She was wearing his shirt yeah. and his, his clothing that had purpose on it. Then she was photographed going on a private plane with him to Tokyo and then seen in Tokyo with him putting his arms around her and PDAing. And I think that's an important thing to point out. Like ever since this has started, the PDA, like they've been very visible in front of cameras, very visible on their own social media channels, um, whether it's her on Snapchat or him on his Instagram page, which, you know, is Justin's always kind of with these girls, but we don't always see him being so touchy-feely kind of in public like this. No, or so social media prominent because yeah. he posted about six photos together with Sophia on his Instagram. And she also made it a Instagram official on her own Instagram, posting a photo of them together. But what happened is, is this set off like a, a huge torrent, apparently of mean comments on Justin's Instagram. And I'm assuming on hers too, um, of believers who weren't happy about his relationship with Sophia and they were being really mean to her apparently. And so Justin wrote right on one of his Instagrams that if you're going to be this mean, then I just might take my Instagram private. You shouldn't, yeah. if you really are a fan of mine, you shouldn't be mean to people I like, which is a very good point. Yeah, it is true. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Sophia Ritchie is a model. She's stepsister of Nicole Ritchie. You could see her on her show, Candidly Nicole. She was actually also 
our Fashion Week guest editor a couple of seasons ago. We have a fun video of her on our YouTube channel if you want to learn more about her. But um, she isn't really in the spotlight the way some of these other people are. So I'm sure it's probably a little overwhelming for her, which is, I would think, why Justin kind of spoke out this way. But in, on the other hand, we've heard that she's not like a normal 17-year-old. She's of very sophisticated yeah. because she's been around famous people all her life. Her dad is Lionel Richie and her sister is Nicole Richie and her brother-in-law is is Joel Madden. And so she's very used to being with, you know, with lots of celebrities and stars. And um, it's also important to point out that in her social circle, she kind of grew up with like the Hadids, the Jenners, like that. Right. She's friendly with Kendall and Kylie. Yeah. So and even when she was here, we kind of spoke a little bit about the Hadids and her relationship with them. So that's kind of like the social circle she runs in, which, you know, some of of course is Justin's social circle too. Haley Baldwin's in that circle. So um, just another interesting thing to point out about her connection there. Right. So you can see how they would have met. And um, so anyway... Justin was very upset by all these mean comments. And after he posted that, Selena, his ex, of course, longtime ex, decided to comment as one of like the zillion comments on there that, you know, you shouldn't like, why would you um, choose your fans like over your girlfriend, LOL, if you want, if you don't want to have mean comments, then don't share pictures of her on your Instagram. Yeah. It says here, if you can't handle the hate, then stop posting the pictures of your girlfriend. LOL. It should be special between you two only. Don't be mad at your fans. They love you. And, you know, Selena So she really reprimanded him. Yeah. And she posted tons of pictures with her own fans on her own account. Um, Selena's always been really great to her fans. And really interesting how Selena would so publicly comment on Justin's photo. I was shocked. Like for I was a second, shocked too. I was convinced when I saw it first. I was like, this has to be Photoshop. This can't be real. But, but alas, it was real. Yeah. And then now, Katrina, I hope you got it there. Yeah. Justin did not take too kindly to oh, this. Oh, no. So he then he responded yeah, to he her. He said, it's funny to see people that use me for attention and still try to point the finger this way. Sad. All love. And now that's a real shocking accusation because, you know, we thought, I kind of thought they've moved on and they seem to exchange nice words about each other in the press. To hear Justin so blatantly say Selena used him for attention, yes. sounds like he's really bitter about the relationship. It does. And he's really mad that she would publicly say anything to him. Well, and so then she got even harsher <laughs> and responded right. to him. Now, do you want to read that yes, comment, that? Katrina? Because this one involved, like, his accusation was that she was using him for attention, but she had an even stronger accusation against him. Yeah, she says. So it's really funny, too, because she brings up infidelity in the relationship and says, let's see here. Funny how the ones that cheated multiple times are pointing the finger at the ones that were forgiving and supportive. No wonder fans are mad, sad, all love. So she repeated the sad, all love. Very interesting. Yes. Well, so, I mean, fans are really going crazy. And then there was a comment on Justin's Instagram saying, accusing Selena of cheating with Zayn Malik. Now, the thing is, nobody was sure whether that one was real. And in fact, we've learned that it wasn't real, but people were going pretty nuts because they couldn't tell whether it was real or not. So... 
this all goes down. And, um, you know, we were looking into this with Hollywood Life and we found out, because we're trying to find out, like, why would Selena choose this particular relationship to decide to attack Justin about? And um, we learned that for some reason this just struck a nerve with her and she feels very strongly about fans and how important your fans are. And this really offended her that Justin was saying that he might choose his new girlfriend over his fans. I feel like, you know, Selena also, you know, really cares for Justin. They still obviously care for each other. And I think she just always seems to want him to be the best version of himself. So she doesn't really think him firing back at his fans is a smart move, you know, turning your back on the people that support mm -hmm. you in your career. And I wouldn't be surprised if this struck a chord with her just from the girl perspective, because, you know, Justin's behavior, you know, there was... Haley Baldwin's always been in and out of his life and more in a friend capacity. Um, we haven't really seen Justin be so public with a girl. And it just seems like Sophia Not Richie, in a long time. Yeah. I don't think he's ever posted seven pictures, six or seven I mean, pictures with a girl not since on Selena, his Instagram. Right? Well, it's Selena, he's hardly posted any photos. Yeah. He, once in a while, one photo. Yeah. I mean, he'll always post to, you know, kind of get her back when he's like thinking she looks pretty or something. But um, I just I'm not surprised that Selena was just kind of maybe taken back by this. I think the same reason we were. We just weren't really expecting Justin to seem to move so quickly with someone. No. OK, so then like a day later, <laughs> guess what Justin does? He deletes his entire Instagram. He didn't just go. He didn't go private. He just deleted it. Yes. Took everything off it. And his fans were so upset. User not found is what you see if you try <laughs> to find it. There were all types of things trending on Twitter. Yeah, like hashtag, uh, you know, like, Selena. Well, first of all, it was hashtag Selena stopped the Justin party when yeah. she commented. <laughs> then it was hashtag, you know, like, Justin's gone. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but I was really surprised to see Justin go so far and do this, especially because guys there's a new Instagram update so you can actually hide your comments like you can make your picture so no one can comment on right. them which would probably maybe and Justin which Sophia to, did on hers yeah. which was smart maybe if Justin updated his app he could have avoided <laughs> this whole problem right and not had any <laughs> mean comments and but then he posted or we're assuming it's him yes. posted a photograph of himself playing hockey and we know it was that Justin did play hockey that night because there were other photos around of him playing hockey and then there was a caption on Scooter. He posted that on Scooter Braun's Instagram. His and then manager. he commented, I think maybe I'll just use this Instagram to comment from now, and on, yeah. from now on. And his fans went wild. Oh, of course. 68,000 comments. And then even like and Ellen. And they were like, I love you. I love you, Justin. <laughs> like all kinds of people. I love you, Justin. The believers are diehard. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> And then Ellen posted a photo saying that she was going to be the official Justin account. Um, you know, <laughs> Justin and Ellen always have a great relationship. Selena actually shortly after took to Snapchat to post a blank image that said what I said was selfish and pointless, kind of apologizing, I guess, for Kind her, of having regrets. Yeah, about, I guess, probably being so public about it, I would assume, um, and, you know, firing back at him and what it created. Um, really interesting to me though, this whole situation and it, that's not it. Like, of course there's, but wait, before we get okay. into more, cause I think it's so interesting too, about how the believers and the selenators, all the fans really went at it on Instagram and on Twitter. Like 
the Selena's fans were all were then all over Justin's Instagram saying that they were team Selena, team Selena, Selena wins. Like, <laughs> like they were fighting with Justin's fans. And that fight continued on Twitter. And there was all kinds of back and forth on Twitter between the two different fan groups. And Selena actually has more Instagram followers than Justin. Yeah, she she's the most. I know. She's like getting in like 91, 92 million at this point. And he had 77.8 million, I think. Yeah. So her her fans, the Selenators, were even overwhelming the believers. Well, yeah, especially because she, you know, then so publicly posted images of her fan calling them her whole life. They make her, thank you for letting me do what I do every day. Like Selena is so grateful and gracious with her fans. That's right. Okay, so then a third person got involved in all <laughs> of, of this because Justin, once he was with Sophia, unfollowed Haley Baldwin, and she was really upset about it. <laughs> and she tweeted, "Do you want to find her tweet?" Yes. I've well, I tell that. you more. So apparently, she and her friends are very upset that Justin has unfollowed her since he started dating or I shouldn't even say dating, just like being friends with um, Sophia Ritchie. And the thing is, is that Haley was friends with Sophia at one point, but doesn't seem to be anymore. She said, like, she tweeted something like, I don't want to get in the middle of this, SH. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm pulling it up here. But um, it's just so, let's see here. Here we go. She basically says, don't rope me into it. So she doesn't want any part of the drama. And I guess I don't blame her for being here. Here she goes. The only thing I weigh in on is everyday life in general. Don't rope me into things I'm not a part of. And please respect my privacy. X. So I think it's also clarifying like the whole situation because people talking about him unfollowing her and it being Sophia Ritchie's fault. And I guess Haley just doesn't even want to be associated with the situation to begin with. But, you know, Haley and Justin were friends for years. And whether that was because they were romantically linked and in a friends with benefits situation or dating, you know, I don't think it's ever easy when you, you know, being in a situation like that. And then on top of it, having, you know, this new girl come along and kind of unfollow, it's definitely putting a rift there and driving a wedge between them. So I don't blame her for being upset. Right. Now, then, <laughs> so that's the Haley Baldwin part yes. of, this, of the story. Um, but then there was a new report out on TMZ saying that, you know, that Selena has been trying to get hold of Justin to apologize with him because she said second thoughts um, about what she did going so public and that Justin won't let her say sorry. <laughs> like basically saying it it's too late to say, say sorry. sorry. <laughs> Justin, practice what you preach. And so he will not take her calls or return her texts. And and so those two are in an impasse and that he's really upset with her and feeling like she just wants is using him for attention, which, you know, that's not what we're hearing from our sources at Hollywood Life. It's not about her wanting attention. Yeah. And also this report pointed out that Selena last February also made a threat that maybe she would stop posting on Instagram and she would delete her yeah. Instagram. So he's thinking that she's being very hypocritical. I think it's this shocking thing here. And even, you know, I've we've heard too that Haley is really upset too because she feels like she can't move on from Justin and he always needs to have a girl by his side. But it's the fact that he's publicly flaunting it. And I think that's what, you know, so, uh, Selena was also so surprised by. 
Um, and I think, I don't know, like what'll happen here on out with them. And I mean, I guess, will a conversation even help between Justin and Selena at this point? Well, these two have known each other and been involved in some way with each other for so long. Like, I think since about when Justin was 16 and he's 22 now. Yeah. So you're talking six years of being on and off, on and off. And let's not forget, it was last fall that he was singing My Girl to her at um, oh, the, the, mon- the, the, the montage, montage, the montage hotel. hotel in LA and that that was all captured on video. And we did have good exclusive reporting from eyewitnesses that Selena was coming to visit him at the montage a lot around that time. So, and she was just singing one of his songs a couple of weeks ago and and also video, yeah, videotape dancing to his music. So I just don't think that the relationship between these two, even as friends is over. And what's really interesting is although all of this is going on, Um, It really doesn't seem like it's having any effect on Sophia and Justin. If anything, they're spending more time together. She was just spotted out with his bodyguard. So he lent her his bodyguard, which was very generous, I guess, to keep the haters at bay in case (laughs) they're on foot in L.A. Um, But she also took to Snapchat where she was singing um, Justin's music. So it doesn't sound it doesn't seem like Sophia or Justin or well, at least and she was playing with his new dog. Yeah, she is in Snapchat. So they are hanging out and she's being really vocal about it. Like none of this has stopped her from posting or, you know, doing what she wants to do. And what we're hearing from our sources at Hollywood Life is that he really likes her a lot because he feels like she isn't taking advantage of him, that she is used to being with all kinds of celebrities, that he's no sort of big deal to her, and that he can just sort of be himself and she can be herself and that they have fun together. Meanwhile, new photographs came out of them when they were in Tokyo with um, him kissing her head and her cheek and cuddling and nuzzling so he definitely you know he really likes her and you know even looking at the pictures the thing to me that is so shocking is just the pda level of this like the public display of you know they're hanging out and they're growing closer um it just doesn't seem even the pictures of justin and her hiking together he seems so happy he's like really smiling and it doesn't seem they don't seem phased by the cameras and they don't seem like they have a care in the world when they're together well that's really nice because justin does have a lot of pressure on him um you know he's just in the middle of an exhausting world tour and he's got a little break now for a couple of weeks so he is in la with sophia and Selena is also on a break from her highly successful revival tour. And so she's in LA. So will their paths cross in the next couple of weeks? That's what we'll have to see. I mean, you know what it is. And is there any way that either of them is going to be at the VMAs? Wouldn't that be wild? Yeah. I mean, they both have tour dates overseas, so it would depend. I think Justin has... To check his schedule, um, but they have. So I don't know. I think he's off until September, and I think she's yeah. off until September. So it is possible that they could be at the VMAs. They both have music. They both could be up for. I'm sure they're both up for awards. That's true. Um, it is definitely something to think about. It's interesting too, though, because I think a bigger question here is: Will are Sophia and Justin? Is this the real deal? Will they last, or you know, is this just Justin always liking to have a girl by his side and? Is it going to be him him going off on tour and it being too hard for him to settle down? Because I feel like even with Selena, that seemed to be kind of a problem. He was always spotted out and about at some points. 
That's right. So we'd love to know what you guys think. Are Jelena done? And you're right, actually, Bonnie. They both have a break till September. Bieber is due September 8th in Iceland and Selena September 3rd in Canada. And the MTV VMAs are next Sunday. Isn't it the 29th? Oh, it might be. Yeah. I'm going on vacation, so... (laughs) I'll be back for the VMAs. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be back. Yes. Which I think is really interesting that they both have got those dates available. The VMAs are really big. They both are nominated for a lot. And they're here in New York. Have new albums, new videos. Yes. And they're here in New York. So, you know, it could be very interesting to see if they cross paths and if Sophia comes to the VMAs as well. That would be amazing. Yes. And if he did the carpet with her. I couldn't even imagine that. <laughs> okay. that well. Just be, they're Sunday, August 28th. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But um, yeah. So we have it's to. It's not too late to say sorry. <laughs> it is if you're Selena, apparently. <laughs> but moving on from Justin. Yes. From, let's talk about Black yeah, more and love. Rob. Who also split up for a couple of weeks there. That's true. And had a major fight about text messages. He thought that she might be cheating and that she was, that he was wondering who she was texting. Now she's pregnant. That doesn't mean like women can't cheat when they're pregnant, but you know, I, I I mean, I just can't believe that that black who has just been by his side nonstop since they got together would even find time to cheat. I know what's even funnier though, is we heard this and then this promo clip comes out for their new reality show. And apparently texting is just a really hot button topic (laughs) in the Rob black China relationship. Yes. I just think like maybe they need to go on, put their phones on airplane mode when they hang out or something. Cause she's seen flinging a bouquet of flowers into a pool screaming are you still texting other bees yes so um apparently she's now accusing rob of cheating which is interesting (laughs) because rob really hasn't even been linked to any other girls we hadn't even seen him he hasn't been out of his basement in three years except with her like it was even a surprise to know how rob and black seem to get it together (laughs) but who knows um but really funny to see that clip because obviously i guess there are some trust issues in their relationship which hopefully they will sort out hopefully before the baby and the wedding and it's just so funny because you also see the dynamic of the sisters on the show kind of being a little bit surprised by the way everything's moving and it'll just be really and we funny. get to see that chloe is just not down yeah. with the whole situation which hollywood life has been reporting on for a few months since they got together that chloe has really felt like like she was so there for Rob for all that time. She was his best friend. And then he just kind of dumped her for Black China. I know. And it's so, I, you know what? I have to give it to the Kardashians. Like as much as people can hate and say these things are made up, I do like that. It is pretty real. Like, you know, we've known this about Chloe, and I'm glad like they really show you what's going on on the show. And it's just like, one family just seems to have so much drama to keep <laughs> so us roped in. So much drama. I mean, of all the women in the world that Rob could get together with, that he gets together with Black, with Tyga's baby mama. And Tyga is back, of course, with Kylie. And he's back owing money. 
$200,000 to some jeweler who's got an arrest warrant out for him. And this was after he owed money to old landlords. <laughs> I mean, Tyga's a mess. But it's interesting, too, because Tyga and Black China do have King Cairo together. So I'm interested to seeing, like, what cameo he makes on the show. Oh, he'll be on that show. Like, I'm sure of it. Um, well, you see, Rob, we also found out, was pretty upset, like, thinking that Black was talking to Tyga too much and <laughs> hanging out with Tyga too much. But come on, Rob. I mean, he's dating your sister, and he does happen to be the father of your fiance's little boy. It's a lot true. of jealousy here. Yeah, yes, they've got course. trust issues that they have to work out. There's so much. And I, I just think it's so funny. And we also heard that Rob was actually a little hesitant about the show too, right? Because, you know, Rob hasn't done a lot of reality TV lately. And the thing that's so surprising about it, though, is I think it might be better than the Kardashians. I mean... Black China is pretty unfiltered, and it's going to be good TV. I can hardly wait, and we'll be covering it every episode yes. Hollywood Life. So be sure to check back, check the site, check our YouTube channel for recaps and clips of it. But now, moving on. Yes, yes, let's just discuss Kristen Stewart for a few minutes, because as you said at the beginning of the show, Katrina. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, Robston was like, as you said, the sun rose and the moon <laughs> rose and the sun fell. <laughs> oh my God. Set on Robston every day at Hollywood Life for the first few years. Like, we loved Robston together. We really did. And you know what's so funny? You know how people talk about like where they were when big moments in history happened, like <laughs> when a man landed on the moon or JFK was shot. I remember where I was when the photos of Kristen cheating on Robert so Pattinson I. came out. I do too. Like these are the things that I marked my memory. I was just coming out of a screening from a movie and it was about <laughs> 10 o'clock and I, my phone was blowing up with text messages. Oh my God. Oh my God. You've got to call us right away. I landed and I was... Uh, landed from a vacation and I was coming and obviously back at work the next day and I just remember seeing them and turning to my friends who I was away with and being like guys this is huge like yes <laughs> this is a big deal and everyone was just tired but I know it was it was a big deal yeah. it was so shocking well obviously it's left all a bad taste and poor Kristen's mouth. I know and it's interesting now because you know years later she's talking about it to T Magazine and the way she's talking about That's it because she's the New she's York always, Times Magazine yes, fashion magazine she's usually really private about her relationships, but hearing her talk about it almost gives me perspective on why she might have cheated on Rob in the first place. Yes. I mean, she said that her relationship was gross with Rob. Yes. And I think she means it was gross because she felt like it was so, there was so much publicity around it that it didn't feel like real life. And Kristen and Rob were young, you know. Very and, young. And I think they've both been really vocal. Like Kristen goes to great lengths to avoid the paparazzi. So does Rob. They've never had a really good situation with balancing their personal life with the, you know, exploiting it. Well, they and were so much under the microscope because, of course, they were the stars of Twilight. So they were it was the a biggest. couple, like, they were the most romantic couple 
in the Twilight series, of course, and then they fell in love and were a real life couple. So people were obsessed, including us. I know it was hard to separate them from their character sometimes, but <laughs> the quote, I'll read it here so you guys know in, in context. She says, people wanted me and Rob to be together so badly that our relationship was made into a product. It wasn't real life anymore. And that was gross to me. It's not that I want to hide who I am or hide anything I'm doing in my life. It's that I don't want to become part of a story for entertainment value. So I guess it sounds like she felt like a sellout and really unauthentic and unhappy with herself. Well, maybe what happened is that after they they got together and they were in this relationship, I mean, I think it was quite genuine for a while, and maybe they felt they had to stay in the relationship beyond when it was making them happy. And I'm sure they also because felt, of the movies. Yeah. I'm sure they also felt pressure from, you know, their people involved with the movies and their own people. So I think that probably definitely added to it. Like, you know, so much, if you distest test something so much, it can really put a damper on what good was left there. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of why we saw Kristen, you know, stray. Well, yes, it could have been the pressure. It could have been her rebelling. She was young. She was, yeah. And it was a long relationship. They were together for about three years. Yeah. Now, the thing is, though, we do know that it was that, at least for like a long part of it, it was very genuine because we yeah. had so many eyewitness reports of them on dates together, being really cuddly together, having really cute romantic dinners. We know she flew up to Toronto to be yeah. with him when he was shooting um, that David Cronenberg movie. And I think it's important that, Bonnie, you point that out because even reading her quote, people might be quick to say, like jump to the assumption that it was completely fabricated, but I don't think that's what she's saying. And Bonnie's right. In fact, we even saw, you know, there were very private photos of them when they reunited after the cheating scandal and seemed to try and make things work. Like they were together for a long time. And a lot right. of that was really authentic. And remember like when they went like, right. The reason we knew they reunited is they were photographed going to a Halloween um, uh, celebration in LA. It's like this big thing that they do where they go to a, a, the a cemetery, Forever cemetery, the cemetery, yeah. And like they were, those were not paparazzi pictures. They were just yeah. pictures that people who were there happened to take and catch. Even, you know, she would go home with him to see his family overseas. They would That's go right. on these really romantic vacations oh, yeah. that remember, were secluded. Yes. And remember for New Year's Eve, they went to that, they Was went to the that, Isle, like, right? yeah, I the Isle of Wight two years yeah. in a row and they were hanging out at a local pub. Like, you know, nobody forced them to do that. No, they would spend a lot of, they would go to Coachella. They loved oh, music. Yeah, they loved Coachella. They, and they would just, you know, they'd go the second weekend, which I go a lot and I always go the the first weekend because the first weekend is when all the celebs go. Um, the second weekend is really more low key. There aren't any celebrity parties. It's not like that. It's just really about the music. And that's when they would usually go. And like Bonnie says, you know, they would go to local pubs and they just really like to do things that everyday normal couples did. Um, so it's a shame that that's what happened. And it's interesting because she also goes on to talk about her new relationship with Alicia Cargyle. That's right. And she says that she's just she's happy to talk about it because she's just so in love. Yes. She said, I would never talk about my, any of my relationships before. But once I started dating girls, it seemed like there was an opportunity to represent something really positive. I still want to protect my personal life, but I don't want to seem like I'm protecting the idea. So that does sort of feel like I owe something to people, which I think is really cool of her to say. And I think, you know, people out there who might be exploring their sexuality or who also, you know, like there's, you know, I think it's really good because I think it's 
And I think Kristen's being responsible by saying that both to herself, her fans, and Alicia. Because, you know, why should Alicia feel like she's hiding the relationship for any other reason just because we've known Kristen in the past to date a guy? Right. Yes. So I think that it's, it's you know, wonderful of her that she's sharing and that she's being so open. And it makes it easier for them as a couple, you know, to go out that they're not hiding anything and, and that Kristen is being... Um, proud and, and vocal about her relationship. And listen, she's a lot older now than she was when she yeah. was with Robert and they were trying to hide their relationship for so long. Because I remember in the beginning, they were really trying to hide it and yeah. pretend that there wasn't a romance. And then they were photographed again. <laughs> like when they wouldn't have known that they were being photographed, they were photographed holding hands. So, you know, we're glad for um, Kristen. Rob, of course, is engaged to FKA Twigs. Yes, so he's although, really oh yeah, Bonnie. Really? She's kind of been spotted out recently without her ring. I mean, again, <gasps> Rob and Kristen are kind of <gasps> Rob and Kristen are both the type of people that are really you know low key. They don't like big public displays of affection stuff like that. So seeing Rob and FKA not together recently isn't really something that would spark rumors. It's not like this is a couple that's constantly in the you know constantly paparazzi photos of them. But she was seen out shopping and on Instagram and the ring is off. But, you know, maybe she'd been to the gym. Yeah, maybe. But I think it's interesting. We'll have to see personally. And maybe and I'm sorry, he's true. Like I, I was such a Robston lover. It was really you want hard them for back. me. I do. Uh, <laughs> you I want mean, them to find each other. Because remember, they shared their doggies. I know. They had the cutest dogs together that they adopted together. Uh, I just want them to like maybe move to a deserted island. Twilight's over now. There's no pressure. <laughs> I don't know. I know there's always these legendary couples yeah. that split that you want to have back together. And sometimes like it takes me, I get, I really get hung up. I don't like change a lot on the couple. I love and I mean sometimes I come to terms with the split I've come to terms with Jen and Brad I've come to terms well, with it's Reese. about time <laughs> thanks Bonnie no, I know I but think... for a long time people really wanted Jen and Brad yeah. to get back together too I think she's so much better off with Justin Thoreau oh, yeah but... I mean he's clearly much better off with Angelina and he's got uh, six kids so yeah. he better not split from Angelina but I just Robston I can't get over maybe maybe in time I'm still holding the torch I know. Well, there were couples that did circle back to each other who were together. Like, um, you guys probably wouldn't remember this, like um, Natalie Wood and yeah. Robert Wagner, who were very young and got married. Well, that didn't then, end well. No, it didn't end well at all. <laughs> they got back together. And then she <laughs> fell off a boat and drowned. You say people may not remember that, but if you pick up the Inquirer, They're like every other week, it. Natalie Wood's in a chip or a square or something. <laughs> the, and like Christopher Walken's tied into it. It's a very, very <laughs> He was on the boat. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. The moral of that story is do not have too much to drink when you're on a boat. Yes. And, and if, fall off. And if you're having any marital problems, maybe nothing where a water accident. Yeah. They always say, I watch a lot of Dateline. And if the wife goes missing, it's usually after like a snorkeling or scuba diving accident. <laughs> right. Okay. We shouldn't be laughing about a thing like that. No. But then there was also Elizabeth Taylor. And Richard yeah. Burton, and they split up, and then they did get back together and remarried, and then they split up again. But then when he died, Elizabeth Taylor still didn't get over it and said that he was the love of her life. You know what other old couple, and this is just crazy because I doubt a lot of people know this, but Frank Sinatra and Eva Gardner, <gasps> yes. they were like the epic romance. The epic. I've read so many books yes. about them. So 
combustible. I know. I and know. Sadly, but but oh. how do you, when you've been so madly in love, like just part ways and not talk and she got sick and, and she wasn't even that old and she never yeah. even like got in touch with him and he regretted it and said, I, know. I wish that I should have been there for her before she died. I should have been with her. I mean, she was a very stubborn woman. I think that was part of it. There's also rumors that there was like a limo outside the funeral that maybe it was Frank. He, like he never got out of the car. Um, people say. And then there was, of course, Marilyn Monroe yeah, and yes. um, Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. And he never got over her. Still, Annette, like, Unrequited had love. roses sent to her grave, a fresh rose every single day oh. while he was alive. Maybe still. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope Rob Legendary love. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole segment on this. Gino's going to be so annoyed. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, Gino, you're not here with us, but yeah. we will take the cue from you, yes. nevertheless. And so we will end this. Yeah. But we'd love to hear from you, too, if you want to comment and tell us who your yeah. legendary lovers are that either did get back together or didn't. And it's worth, if you like Goodreads, reading about these romances is better than any book, I think, out there. I know. There. I mean, Frank Sinatra and Ava, how could you have let that happen? Oh, it's seriously. It's such a good, good story. Robin Kristen, think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Giving them some perspective. But yes. we have to get to Sophie Beam. Um, that's right. Bonnie, she was so cool talking just about her new song that's on the Bad Mom soundtrack and even, you know, getting advice from Beyonce, which yes. how insane is that? I know. She even performed on the Formation World Tour. She's been on tour with Charlie Puth. So this girl is definitely a name you're going to be hearing a whole lot more of. She's collaborated with Fetty Wap. She has so many interesting things down the works and she writes all her own songs, which is really cool. So stay tuned. Yes. You can hear all about it coming up. Every time you lie, do you try to deny when you show up every night and tell me that you want me, but it's complicated, so complicated when it hurts. All right, we are back with Sophie Beam. We're so excited to have you in studio. Uh, this is. This is your one of your new songs with Fetty Wap. I got you. We'll play one of your other ones in a bit. But uh, first of all, I just have to say, this is a freaking... Oh, we're, I'm sorry, we're also with Katrina Matillas, of course. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Gina. Her usual, <laughs> yes. our, our fashion director. But wait, let's just say this is a hot song. Like, I hadn't heard this until today, and I love Fetty Wap, and this is a jam. Yeah. Thank you so much. What, what? was it like working with him? Because he's, like, so cool, you know, so yeah, on the so, moment right now. So actually, um, he actually sent over a track, and I decided on using him as somebody to feature with Beyonce. I was in a meeting with her and me and her were going over my EP and like what songs so I wanted casual. and what, um, like what features I wanted to put on my songs. And she had a great idea of putting Fetty on it, so. So cool. And I love how you just casually drop that for those of you who don't know, which I don't know how you wouldn't unless you're living under a rock, but Sophie's obviously, Beyonce's your mentor, you're signed with her. Um, what is it like working with someone who's, you know, so on top of the game? Yeah, it's amazing. I just still, like, I pinch myself every day because I can't believe that I have someone who's literally been through it all, like, right there guiding me. And it's just so special to have that. Well, and let's let's get to that. But that's, okay, let's say that <laughs> a little bit. So, yes, so, <laughs> Sophie is, right, like, Beyonce yeah. is your mentor. She sort of discovered you, kind of, and you're signed to her label. Yeah. But wait, let's just stick on Fetty Wap for one second. <laughs> okay. Did okay. You, were you guys in the studio together? No, so he just sent over a track. Um, so you never even saw him? 
No. And you actually haven't actually, this is the thing with, with collaborations yeah. now is like you can, rec- like the recording um, microphones and stuff are so good. I mean, ours notwithstanding, but the technology in general is you can just do this in your hotel room. You just set up basically like a booth or wherever and do yeah. it. And you don't really. He just ha- sends it over. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to meet anymore. And it kind of sucks Like we get all these amazing collabs. Um, I'm thinking of like Justin Bieber's um, Where Are You Now? And he wasn't even in the studio with Skrillex or any of those guys. It was all. Yeah, but I'm sure like the opportunity then we've seen like in that case to come along and collaborate together and perform it together on stage that usually happens. So. There's a, yeah. definitely advantages. I mean, these songs that would have never been created before are being created, right? And yeah, that's the cool thing. Schedules. And you can yeah, have these collabs that sure. would never otherwise happen because people don't have time, right? Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Um, what was the coolest thing about working with Fetty? Because he's such an interesting guy, right? Like, he's got the glass eye. He's, like, the hottest <laughs> thing in hip-hop. Like, he's just so, like, he's got a great look. And his sound is kind of changing things, right? Yeah, I mean, I loved his voice. And when I was in the meeting with Beyonce, I mean, I just thought it was a great idea. And when he sent over the um, the voice recording, like, it just, like, worked perfectly, like, into the song. And, like, I just loved his voice on the song. I got it. Okay, so there's one more song we have to talk about, though, and this is your... You have another song that's yeah. blowing up. It, um, girls Will Be Girls. Girls Will Be Girls. Let's just listen to a little bit of that. I never show it off because I still got the dreams that I had when I was little. Every girl wants to be a famous actress, model, superstar queen. So big ass, big ass hook there. That's also that's also a jam on the um, Bad Mom soundtrack. And it, I think yeah, a lot it's of in the movie. Yeah. It's in one of the scenes, and then in the end credits and on the soundtrack. And I'm so excited because it's my first movie. Am I crazy? Really is cool. like a little bit of Christina Aguilera vibes on the on the vocals there, like kind of that big sound she has. Cool. You're kind of capturing that. Thank um, you. Yeah, relatable song too, right? I think it's really cool that, you know, so far you've shown so much range and, you know, it's kind of like, I think people are still, you know, as they're introduced to your sound, it's like, you can work with Fetty, you can do a song like this. So I think that's really cool. And going to that, what advice has Beyonce given you kind of about your sound? Yeah, so she really allows me to be true to who I am and create the music that I want to create. I mean, in in the beginning of the process, like I thought that I... um, Like, everyone thought that I would be an acoustic, like, singer, like, singer-songwriter. And I am a singer-songwriter, but, like, I went more towards dancing and singing at the same time and just kind of going in a rhythmic pop lane. And I'm I'm so in love with it. I'm so happy because it's, like, my favorite sound Yeah, this is like a Kesha sound a little bit. It's like that big pop sound. It's just really cool. But wait, wait, wait. Wait, it's, It's cool to, like get your sound influenced or whatever by Beyonce but wait how did you meet her like you're just like one of a million artists doing this thing like everyone wants to be signed to Beyonce's label or maybe like Big Sean or Kanye or whoever the big producers are out there and influencers who can really put you out there how do you go from being singer songwriter of many to catching Beyonce's eye so I was performing a lot. I grew up in New York City and I was performing that a lot helps. downtown in the bitter end and at open mics and I was just trying to get myself out there. And basically Beyonce's general manager at the time of Parkwood, she came to my show with her husband at the bitter end while I performed and she really liked it. She asked me to put together a package for Beyonce with a personal letter, um, photos, videos and the music I had at the time. And then she actually 
flew to where Beyonce was on tour, the Miss Card show, and like hand delivered the package to her, which was so crazy. And um, within a week, I got a call um, from Leanne saying that she wanted to sign me as one of her first artists on her label, Parkwood Entertainment. And I was literally in my bed and I was doing my homework and I started crying like hysterically. And I was like, whoa, like this is so cool and it's crazy. And yeah. That's exactly what I felt when I got my apartment here in New York. When I, found <laughs> I was screaming in my bed. That's, that's so amazing though. I didn't Thank even you. know. Katrina, did you know that Beyonce was like out there scouting for talent? I thought well, Beyonce was just like I mean, ruling I, the world. No, I did actually. I, I think I knew a little bit about this. But um, I just think it's so cool because you also like it just seems one career highlight after another. Like being on the formation tour, getting to open. Yeah, you know, that was crazy. Perform for that audience. I couldn't Yeah, I was in that. Milan and I got to perform. I got to be one of the opening acts of her tour. And it was just so cool performing in front of all those people. And it was just an experience that I'm never going to forget. Is it, is it amazing or is it just like looking out into a sea of people who are just waiting for Beyonce? It has to be the hardest person to open forever. I guess it would be worse if Beyonce went on before you, right? That, that would be like, how do you close that show? I guess it's all, yeah. <laughs> Death. But I think it's too, like, I'm sure, you know, since you are under Beyonce's wing, it's even a different experience than if you're just opening, you know, yeah. for someone else. But what... I mean, since obviously everyone is, she kind of rules the world. What's one thing about her we would be surprised to know? Um, hmm. Does she really film every instant of her life and have it in a, like a, a climate controlled vault? Because that's that's she Rolling Stone said. Yeah, I have no interview. Um, actually, a piece of advice she gave me for stage stamina is to run on the treadmill and sing at the same time. And that's I, good advice. And she yeah. does that, I think. And I think she wears heels too. And I'm like that's not amazing. there what? yet. Yeah, I'm no, not there yet, she trains yeah. in heels on a treadmill. Yeah. I should not complain about going to the gym that tomorrow, right? <laughs> I always I always say she's like the most perfected like performer out there. Like she yeah, never misses amazing. a beat, she never misses a note, she's never yeah. winded. Like she well, never because she works so hard. And I think that's another thing that I take from her is like her work ethic is just so like inspiring. Yeah. And it just makes me want to work harder and harder every day. There was a story out. Remember when she debuted formation at the Super Bowl and she gave that incredible like jaw-dropping performance with yeah. Bruno Mars. I mean, Bruno yeah. Mars like blew my mind and then my mind came back together and was blown again by Beyonce just so crazy and then some other band called Coldplay was in the way when I was trying to see Beyonce but um it was such a great performance and she like she there was one moment where she missed a step in her mind at least and she almost fell she like went down on her heels and you you only know that if you watch it back again and see. Yeah. But there was a moment where she almost went down. And the, and the performance was so brilliant. And we heard afterwards that she was like, that's what she was upset about, is that one moment mm. where she wasn't perfect. And even though no one else would notice, and it was yeah. like genius performance. Did you get that sense from her that like, that's the that's what she expects from herself? I mean, I mean, I for sure, like, for example, like for me, like I definitely want to be like the best version of myself. And yeah. I mean, if you like practice and prepared for like that long, then like having like something like that, like definitely like can wear down on you. But the fact that she kept going is like, I guess like the key and like yeah. to just like, like not even like, I mean, in that moment, like you just have to keep going. Yeah, for sure. I give the Coldplay fans, by the way. I'm a huge fan of Coldplay. <laughs> no, of course. And since you've, you know, you've gotten to work with Fetty Wap, you're getting to do so many cool things. Is there someone out there that you would love to collaborate with? Yeah, actually, Sia is one of my favorite Sia. artists. And I'm she's an amazing songwriter. So just to, like, write a song with her would be, like, a really big aspiration of mine. That's a really good pick. 
And you guys could be it? in the studio. You wouldn't see her either, though, right? <laughs> Just like the Fetty Wap situation. It'd be no different. Um, she's the, she's amazing, though. Like, yeah, how I'm is she? Yeah, I'm a fan of hers. I, I just saw her at Coachella. Actually, she's amazing. She's so good. She keeps getting better and better, too. Yeah. I like how she's yeah, at I this point. Yeah, I love her voice. Yeah, she's, like, doing music that... Everyone else who's doing that music like her is all in their 20s. And I like that she's had this really long she's career. She's written a lot of their songs. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's been one of those she's people forever. Like all the big songs. Yeah. yeah, who's been such a big writer. And now I love that she's has her own voice yeah. now, too. That's cool. Um, are you, you're a songwriter too, though, yeah. obviously though, yeah, right? So I love to write songs. you're getting, are you getting, she song- was actually a big inspiration of mine growing up and like starting the whole songwriting process. Like Sia, like even her song, breathe me. Like, uh, yeah. I just like love the writing in there. And like, do you ever get nervous about like putting your personal life out there or really getting opening up with your writing? Not really, because I like being honest and I yeah. like like it's therapy for me to write songs and it helps me just like go through life and go through situations. Just being able to like get it out like in a song is just so special to me and like it it makes me happy and like it it is my therapy. Songwriters also have like immense power in the industry, right? Too. It just lets you write your own ticket a yeah, lot more. Like sure. if you look at a lot of the pop songs that are out there now, you'll you can go down the list of writers and it'll be like, what Ed Sheeran is on this song? Yeah. Like yeah. Justin Bieber's new song with Major Lazer, I think, uh, Cool Water. I think Ed Cold Sheeran, Water. Cold Water. Yeah. What? I think Ed Sheeran is a writer on that song, or maybe it's his uh, it's uh, his yeah, other one. Yeah. Love yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 not love yourself. It's like the new electro one with. He's got a couple of new like Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ed Sheeran wrote "Love Yourself." Yeah, yeah, he yeah, he did, yeah. but he's also he's also a writer on his like new song that's yeah. out, and it's just like you. Well, would Ed Sheeran's ne- another one who's like an amazing writer. Yeah. Exactly amazing, yeah. and he can like write in any situation because he just has like a, a tenure for the melody, right? Yeah, and like for you sure. can bring him in on any song because he's yeah. a, he's a he's a top line guy, as they yeah. say, and that's what you, you do yeah. too, right? Yeah, you do your own top line. Yeah, so the top liner is somebody who writes their own melodies and lyrics, and yeah, that's somebody who I like. That's what I do. I think that's the dopest part because that's like the magic fairy dust is, is the lyrics and the melody. Yeah, and it that, is. Like, it's true. That's, why, that's what people sue over in the industry is when you take especially <laughs> melody, right? Because that's the talent. That's the magic. Mm-hmm. And what was it like being on tour with Charlie Puth? Because that must have oh, been It was so, so amazing. He was so amazing to just like have on tour and like he was just so welcoming and it was my first tour ever and it was just so special and just having like fans to perform to every night was just so incredible and so special. It was like an amazing experience. I'm never going to forget. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about where you're from though? Like you're how old, how old are you now? I'm 17. You're only, Oh my God, you're only 17. I can't believe you seem, you're so precocious at 17. I can't believe you're 17. You you seem (laughs) probably because I grew up in New York, like in New York. 1000%. Yeah. It's just like you're independent at like a younger age. And I don't know, like you grow up faster. God, no kidding. 17. What was I doing at 17? Nothing. Just nothing. <laughs> Playing a lot of basketball. That's so funny. Um, that's incredible. What This has obviously been your dream since yeah, like, were you kind of like the Taylor Swift model where you kind of knew that this is what you want. And you're like, mom, take me to Nashville or whatever. That was her vibe, but. <laughs> well, um, X Factor, right? Yeah, X Factor was one of them. And also when I was younger, I was on a dance team and I actually did dance camp. And when I was at dance camp, they would make you sing songs and like cover songs and all this stuff. And I went to a a performing arts camp called Frenchwoods actually. And Adam Levine formed his band there, which is kind of cool. And I would be performing a ton. I just loved it so much. And one day I went up to my mom and I was like, mom, like, please, can I do this? Like, can I get lessons? Like all that stuff. And also X Factor was actually something that she signed me up for. And she was like, if you really want to do this, like I'm going to put you to the test and see if you can come out of it still wanting to be in the music industry. And 
So I was, I had just turned 13 at the time. And X Factor was the only show that allowed you to compete like that young. And, um, I mean, I love the experience and it was so cool performing in front of Demi Lovato, Britney Spears, LA Reid and Simon Cowell and over a thousand people in the audience. Like before that I was only performing in my room, you know what I mean? So it was just a whole nother experience. And it was something that I loved doing. Like, I think I was even more nervous talking to like Simon Cowell, LA Reid, Demi Lovato and Britney Spears than like actually performing on stage. Like that felt home to me like walking on stage I was just so comfortable and I just loved it so much I also think it's really amazing because you made it quite far considering your age and your experience yeah I made it 40 out of 250,000 people yeah yeah. but it wasn't like you were you know top three and I love that you still how did you like did you leave with the perspective like okay I really want to do this or was it more of like a bummed out feeling yeah I mean it's still an amazing accomplishment yeah so at X Factor they they um make you sing a lot of cover songs. And after that, I was like, I want to be my own artist. Like, I want to write my own songs. Like, I want to, like, tell stories. And so after, like, I was kind of, like, relieved that I didn't make it, like, that I didn't make it that far because if I didn't, then I wouldn't have been able to sign with Beyonce and I wouldn't be where I am today. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like everything happens for a reason. And I don't know, like... I wouldn't have created the music I, I'm creating now. You know what I mean? So uh, I just yeah, feel like yeah, everything happens for, sure. for a reason. And I'm just so happy that I made it out of 40 out of 250,000 people. Everybody, everybody knows that losing those shows is the best, right? Because if you win, yeah. you're like kind of locked into a bit of a strict record yeah, contract. Exactly. And you're like on this very specific path rather than sort of finding the artist that you are. Yeah. Or having Beyonce find what kind of artist you are. Like mm-hmm. even better. Yeah. Right. And also I feel like sometimes like they don't allow you to be who you want to be and like that's what's so great about Beyonce is that she always will come to me first and be like well what do you want to do like what is your favorite song that you just wrote like what what do you want your music video to look like you know what I mean and I feel like that's like such like a big important part about like the process of being an artist I mean that's what she does I mean the best the best artists out there right now I feel like people like Kanye, people like Beyonce are people that find other artists to collaborate with them and they have just an eye. They're fans of art and they like, like the person who wrote all the poetry for Beyonce's Lemonade, right? She found a young English poet who had this amazing perspective and like the collaboration turned into this piece of genius, you know, because Beyonce has good taste. She finds other people who are on her level to work with and it turned into this epic thing. Yeah. It's cool that maybe you can have that going for you too, right? If at least if Beyonce is telling you what's up. I just think especially we're seeing so many, you know, issues with women in the music industry. And I think like staying true to yourself is so important. Yeah. It's something that I agree. I don't think people realize, you know, at least growing up and when we would listen to like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, like I had no idea that that wasn't necessarily maybe the uh, image they were, what they wanted to do. So it's nice that you don't have that prefabricated. How important do you think it is for women in the music industry to really, you know, stay true to themselves, especially. Yeah, I think it's so important. I mean, just having a voice and having choice and allowing to choose like what you want to do and sing what you want to sing and speak about what you want to speak about is just so important. And like, just for you, like as a person, I think. I think that's why Lord broke out at your yeah. similar age, right? Is because she's comes from a specific point of view. It's not, she doesn't yeah. feel canned. It's like Sorry. this, she's English, but it's like these hip hop beats and these or trip hop beats and just this. Yeah. Lord's know. really dope. Yeah. It's like her own thing. They didn't like, she's so cool. yeah, they didn't put her into like a preordained. Yeah. Like, like type. you could, you could tell that it was like authentic to her. Yeah. 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 And her personality. And How has your life changed? Like, 
you getting more recognized? Like, how, what is that like in your everyday life to be like yeah. 17? And, you know, I mean, for sure, like it's definitely changed. I mean, I would go to school every day and like from nine to three o'clock, like I'd be in classes with my friends and then like hanging out with them after. I mean, I've definitely had to give up like a lot of like time spending with my friends and stuff like that, but I definitely still see them, which is nice. Wait, your high school started at 9 a.m.? Has that changed? Well, no, 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 no. It's like, it's like seven. Like I I have to wake up at seven and then like at eight, like you have to be there. My high school started at seven. But like classes don't start until nine. What? (laughs) Like you have like morning, like. I don't even know what it was called. They've yeah, it was like, like they figured yeah, that, homeroom, homeroom. They've like yeah. figured that out that it like stunts kids, like teenagers, to wake <laughs> them up early and make them go to class. Like Are you it, still there? You really? have to be there early. I think. Yeah, it's, I liked so, I liked yeah. being there early. I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, like, Gino just so, isn't like waking up. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't. Really. I would take like biology first thing, <laughs> so the lights would go off for the slideshow and just zonk <laughs> oh, out. But listen, two eats their own. Oh no! Um, but these songs are really. Is there what else? We, there's something else we got to get well, to though. I, we, I mean, how are you preparing? Like, Made in America is going to be amazing. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that performance. Um, so I'm going to be singing, I think, two or three new songs, a new cover song. So I'm excited about that. But it's just a lot of like rehearsing, like, preparing for that um, first festival for you. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's my first festival ever. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So I'm really excited, and I think I'm going to have four dancers. I usually have two dancers, so four dancers will be really fun on stage. And, yeah, just a lot of, like, treadmill practice. Um, (laughs) Treadmill and heels. Yes, not heels. I'm, like, not. You work up to that. Yeah, but... um, that and then just rehearsing a ton. And how much goes into something like that, like a performance like that, from the you know choreography to the costumes? Yeah, What's I mean, the prep like, like right now, I know, like, I think I'm doing six songs, six or seven, and I know half of the songs already. And I did those at the Charlie Puth tour, so it's like not that like much. But the two other songs that I need to learn, like that's going to be a lot of preparation and practice. And it's just going to be like back to back rehearsals, but um, costumes, like we usually decide like two weeks before, I guess. Very cool. Charlie's a good writer. You should write something with him too. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Great with melody. He does the same thing that you do. Top line, top line and a performer. Yeah. Dope. Dope dude. He's so talented. Um, well, you are too. It's so great thank to have you. you in. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, the song, it I got it, is amazing. Um, <laughs> thank you. I really, this is such a jam. Um, we're also <laughs> going to be seeing you on our Facebook Live, so check yes. that out. And we'll probably have a video with Sophia too. Yeah. So um, it's so so good of you to come into the studio. Thank you for having me. You.